say go like what, what? go like kind of hammy with it. Go hammy. Yeah, just sort of like 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 like. Welcome to the space thing, and and I'm your host, Luke. At like you know, kind of Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I don't know if I can do a voice like that. Well, welcome, welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome, welcome to the space podcast with with Kyle Prue being interviewed by Lucas Simon. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right after all that technical nonsense. To the to the listenership, we had some technical difficulties, but it only made us stronger. We are we are in it together. My computer tried to rally against us, uh, but we're here. Uh, yeah, how how are you how are you doing this week, Kyle? How have you been? I'm good. I'm really 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 tired. Um. I feel like that's that's kind of like one of our shared things is that we're we're very tired a lot. Tired of what's what's been going on? It's just like a busy week. Yeah, well, I've been I've been traveling a lot, but um, I have many many jobs um, because I I get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's like right after one job, I have to go to the other job, and then I have to go to the other job, et cetera, et cetera, and. Um, Gonna get some overdue R and R. Can can we get like a like a tally of what these jobs are? Because I'm not sure if I know what all of them are. Cool. Okay, so I'll go from <laughs> most legitimate to least legitimate. Okay, perfect. Um, a job A or one, I guess. Yeah, job A implies that there can only be 26. So I think we'll start with <laughs> one. Uh, job one. Um, I I I am the head of social media at a company called Fizz. Mm-hmm. Um, job two, uh, I'm currently writing copy for a, uh, production studio. Uh, job three, uh, I'm an author. So I, I tour around and I, you know, talk to kids about the importance of literacy. Uh, job four, I am a TikToker, content creator. Uh, job five, I own a small production studio out here in LA. Um, job six, I'm an actor. Um, that one is certainly paying the least, uh, <laughs> I would say, except for job seven. Um, I'm, I'm working in, in helping uh, film financing for a lot of independent productions. And I guess that one is last because it actively costs me a ton of money to do it. Mm. So those are... What is- those are my jobs. Those are the seven. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have. That's yeah, well, thank you. It, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, Lucas. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Um, I did not know it was that high. I thought it was. I thought it was closer to like three. So I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Well, um, some some of them will mm-hmm. take like a little time off, you know. But um, like 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 acting is sometimes I take like a full month without acting at all. Right. Uh, let's start with the one which I think was the earliest that you started with, um, which is being an author. Is that correct? Is that the first one? Yeah. Well, my first ever job um, was Hollister, but they didn't. Your first ever what? Job was Hollister. Hollister? Yeah. My, uh, my job was to stand in the front and go, hey, what's up? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it paid amazingly, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, seven fifty an hour. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, but I, I feel like I don't really get to chat with you about, um, or I never have chatted with you about being an author. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of come up a couple of times. Um, but I know that you, when you were, uh, was it 15, 16. you published a book series called. Yeah. Yes. That was your, that was your cue. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, so when I was 16, I wrote this book called the sparks. And then, uh, when I was 18, the sparks got published, it was a three book deal. So I ended up writing the flames and the ashes kind of against my will, uh, while I was in college. Um, so the, the final book came out in, uh, in, in 2020, uh, and so I'm, I'm sort of officially hitting two years without having a book out, which uh, was strange because I have books done. I'm just trying to figure out where they should land, like publisher-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I was like a young adult writing books for young adults. And now the books that I have coming out over the next couple of years are all like curse word written wait written uh curse word written and raunchy and uh it's going to be just really interesting i think to see how like people react to that change uh because the the majority of my like audience as an author is like tweens i was was that your original audience when you were 16 was like kind of around that age group of like i don't know how old is tween 11 13 yeah 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 about there so do you think that like you'll maintain the audience and like they'll be like four years older now well it's it's interesting it's interesting that you asked that lucas because when i was originally touring like around you know the united states i went to ohio and um i went to this ohio middle school and after i left they started a cult in my name because they were weirdos. They were very strange kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I found out about this cult many years after the fact, and they were like sending in like videos of like, they had like done like blessings in my name and like prayed to a a picture. Uh, Very middle school in Ohio kind of shit to do. Like stuff you do when there's nothing around for miles and miles. Mm -hmm. Somebody DM'd me back in April and they said, hey, Kyle, I just wanted you to know that your cult graduated high school today. Like, like, like the members of your cult are now graduating high school. And I cried. I have never been more proud of a group of people in my entire life. You know, I was like, wow, you guys really, you made it through. It sounds like they're ready for, for some more. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll, content. it'll be interesting because like. The first book that I wrote, because I was 16, it's overly serious. You know, it's so, like, gritty. And, and as the books sort of, like, progressed and grew, they got sillier. Like, like I would, like, let characters, like, be funnier. And, um, and now I'm just sort of, like, slotting right into sort of, like, abject comedy. And so it's going to be interesting. I think, I think that's the one thing that, like, oftentimes people have followed my whole career as a writer have said like that's the best thing that I've done. Like that's the way in which I've grown is by just sort of like realizing that like I think that things that are funny are actually even more dramatically consequential than things that are just like continually serious. Mm-hmm. When 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 and when you refer to kind of like your writing career, um, I understand you first published when you were sixteen, but were you 
were you writing before that? Were you always like a writer or was it something that like kind of came up randomly? Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I, I was a voracious reader um, to the point where like people were worried about it. Like it was the only thing that I could like do. Like I, I just was so obsessed with it. So like, like in like middle school, I remember they had like reading contests and I was setting like state records for most amount of pages read. Cause I, I like didn't stop and I didn't do anything else. And so you I, actually read like one word per minute, but just because right. The exactly. Of time. Yeah. 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 I was like, cat. And then a minute later I'd be like, market, <laughs> cat market. Um, I want to read that book. Yeah, that's from, that's, that's, from, that's from the Neil Gaiman novel, Cat Market. Um, <laughs> that was just the title. Yeah, that was the title. Reading. I was like, whoa, that's enough for today. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, I had like this sort of like reading obsession. And then I started writing and I was writing just the worst stuff. And, um, I, you know, like that's the deal with writing is you you just suck forever until you're like you don't suck anymore. But you there's like with anything, there's ways to kind of speed run that process. Um, you know, like if you're if you're like working out and you want to get in really great shape, like the way you speed run it is by like injecting protein or like getting like a ton of like, you know, like and getting like a lot of sleep. Like that's how you like make that happen like 10 times faster. And if you want to be a writer, you can do that by reading. Like if you like if you're reading at the same time as you're writing, you will just start to like like symbiotically line those two passions up. And so, yeah, I, I like I the Sparks was the first thing that I ever wrote that I was like, this is a thing that other people could potentially see and find something in. But even so, it went through like eight drafts, like everybody mm-hmm. in my life was reading it and trying to like fix all of its glaring issues and mistakes. And then, you know, like then the flames had less issues and then the ashes had fewer issues. And, um, you know, now it's like, yeah, but like now it's, it's sort of similar, you know, like I write every single day, so I have to edit less, but, um, but, uh, it's, that's just by virtue of having done this all the time. I didn't realize that you were still, um, like given the amount of other stuff that you're doing and you put like authoring as number five out of seven, was it? You know what? Authoring should probably be one. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like the thing that like, if you Google me, like that's what comes up. <laughs> right. Um, um, I think it's because I haven't put a book out in many years, many being two. Um, and so, but you went to Clint College for, uh, like, in, in acting or film, was it? Yeah. I, yeah, I went to school for acting. How did that uh, come about, like, from from being a writer? Did you always want to act? Or was it like, this is what makes sense? Or what happened? I had always been, like, pretty okay at acting. Like, just because, like, by virtue of, I was the only man in my theater department. So they would just put me as the lead in every show. This was a, a, a great privilege I had from being in a like 30 person grade and being the only guy who wasn't like good at sports. Um, so I was always like pretty okay at it. And when I, I took a gap year after high school and I toured and I did the whole book thing and my parents were like, you don't have to go to college. Like, do not feel like you have to go to college because like 
look at you like clearly you can make money clearly you can you know do your thing like this could just be your job you know and like clearly like this is something that like you you enjoy and you're good at but my thought was that I was like I I couldn't like mentally emotionally handle going from being a high school student to just being an adult and like being a person like like I needed like a social transition and I didn't have one and yeah. so I was like okay I guess I'll go to college um and my mom, the whole time I was at college, was like, ha-ha, drop out. <laughs> like, uh, but I, so I was like, okay, I, I should go to college for something that won't, like, like, that's like, I enjoy, like, that will be fun. Um, and I picked acting. Uh, I should not have done that, maybe. <laughs> because it was interesting, like, going to an acting school, everybody who's there is like, acting is their, is their thing. It's their shit. It's like what they love. And, um, man, oh man, was that a competitive place, uh, full of some rather interesting people. But I think the real virtue that I got out of it is, um, actors have a very specific way of speaking, like in plays in, you know, like by like, by being in theater school, you have to read like five plays a week. So by the end of school, I had read, you know, thousands of plays and so I had sort of like, um, a, a, like accrued that knowledge. And so I got my playwriting minor, I got my poetry minor. And, um, I think it, I think the one thing that it really did is like, it really like fleshed out my language as a writer. Um, and now I can act, which is cool. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's maybe not, not going as, uh, as awesome as the other six jobs. Going more slowly. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It's interesting because like if I want to write a book, I just like do it. Like I just like I'm like, okay, let me think of a book. And then I'll just like go and I'll, I'll go in my room at the, in the middle of the night and I'll write it. And then I'll, I'll and then, you know, like you have to ask someone to publish it. But um, I think like once you're published, it gets really easy to get published again because mm -hmm. they're very gatekeepy. But once you do it once, they're like, oh, yeah, go for it. And so the the interesting thing about acting is in order to act, I have to like beg someone to let me do it. It's like the only job where that's the case, you know, like no one stops me from making TikToks, you know, no one's, no one stops me from, I guess, like going into work. Um, but, um, but acting is really like, you have to like make a little video and be like, hi, I would love so much to be in your, in your, in your little movie. And, um, you, you, you kind of just have to like, you know, you can't really self-start it like you can other stuff. You send in your headshots, you know, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to take a little photo and I got to make a list of everything I've ever done. <laughs> and then they read it and they're like, no. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so I was, try I was trying to go chronologically here and obviously that's going to be a hot mess. Um, but I do kind of want to transition into like uh, TikTok. When I know that kind of came around um a couple years ago uh, was that was that uh, pre-pandemic it was during the pandemic which is i think kind of when everybody got on tiktok okay um yeah tiktok really came out of nowhere it was definitely not something i ever could have predicted um but yeah i mean it's really interesting i think like as far as like when i first started like blowing up on tiktok i was like I got to make sure that this is still like, it's still like good on some level. Like I never wanted to like phone in or like do like hack stuff, you know, like I never wanted to like be dancing and be like, 
Because my thought was, like, if I was one of these dudes who got on here and, like, danced shirtless, then there would be days, inevitably, when I would become horribly depressed. And then, like, someone would call me and be like, you gotta dance shirtless, Kyle. Like, the the views are in the toilet. You gotta do that. And so um, I sort of, like, built the whole, like, TikTok brand just around, like, talking the way I talk and, like, being the way I, I am. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been so weird. Like it's, it, but really, really nice because it's just connected me with such a large audience of people who like, like the way I talk and, and who like think the way I think and have the sort of a similar sense of humor. Does this mean that there are no videos of you dancing without your shirts or just that they're not published? Yeah. They're just not on TikTok. Okay. Um, they're in, they're in some, some poor person's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, so you've been on that for, uh, I guess a, two, two years now, year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, and you recently hit a million followers. Congrats. Thank you. Thank I, you. I don't know if that means anything to you or it's, if it's just kind of like an arbitrary number. It's so strange because, um, it's, this is the weirdest thing about TikTok is like, when I would write books, I know how many books I've sold, but I have no idea how many people have like read them. I have no idea. Like people don't really like email authors very often and be like, hey, I read your book. You know what I mean? But TikTok immediately like, n- like numberifies, numerizes everything, you know? So like, and one, like when, when I first started, I had a video that hit like a hundred thousand views in like an hour. And I literally like went into my brother's room and I was like, we have to delete this. Like this cannot stay up because I couldn't like, I couldn't handle the thought of that many people perceiving me in that short span of time because Mm -hmm. I had read this thing that you meet 10,000 people in your whole life In your whole life. That's how many people you meet 10,000. And so like for me to quantify like a million people having been like, Oh yeah, Kyle Prue, let me like hit that follow button. Like, it's, it's, it's a number that like at this point has become so like incredibly vast that I can't even freak out about it because I don't even understand it. Like I don't have the necessary like computing power to understand what a million people looks like. It's just like unimaginable now to the point of like, you can't freak out about it because it's too large. Totally. And like, that's why I'm kind of glad, like, you know, like I never like monetized TikTok. I never like did anything I didn't want to do. And that's why I'm like, I'm really glad about that because it would be really tough if I had to go on and like sell a product that I hated and like know that more people that I would ever meet in my entire life were going to see it. Uh, you say so you're you're firmly on the stance, at least for now, that like you never plan on monetizing your TikTok. Yeah, I mean, no, no hate, no shade to people who do. It's an awesome way to make a living, and also like you can do it in a way that is like you know really coherent with your brand, and you're just connecting people to products you like. I think that's awesome. I was freaked out specifically about like having to wake up and making a a toothpaste commercial for more people than I had ever met in my entire life so that the bank doesn't take my house, you know? Um, But like, I I mean, it's not to say that I don't use it to sell out, but I completely have, but it's like in a different way, you know, like I go to publishers and I'm like, oh, and also a million people want like consume my media. And mm-hmm. publishers, because publishers are, it's an old industry, uh, maybe the oldest. Uh, no, probably not. Uh, 
printing press like a thousand years old but like they're like the oldest industry is murder um but uh, <laughs> or prostitution. Say prostitution yeah well, it's one of the two uh but um you know when you say to those people like a million people tiktok they're like tiktok we've heard all about it like here's money and like that's great because like you know like i sold out nobody has to like see me do it <laughs> Uh, yeah, it gives you some credibility. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I have sold ad space for like, um, like, uh, stuff that I thought was really cool before. Like, I think the only ad I've ever done was like getting people to register to vote. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a great ad. Yeah. That's and fantastic. I was like, I was like, is this even an ad at this point? You know, like they're right. giving me money, but like, <laughs> I would have done this. Uh, cool. Uh, speaking of the oldest industry being murder, mm. uh, let's, let's talk about rabbit. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing transition there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rabbit is a, is a series that you created, um, recently and just, just recently finished, uh, putting out, uh, on, uh, YouTube and you're trying to get it. Uh, a a what are they called? Like a not a publisher to pick it up. Uh, yeah, a like network. A, a network. Yeah, a network. Um, how how did how did Rabbit start out? Like, was this an idea you always had? Did you know you just wanted to do like a series, and you're like, okay, let's think of an idea, or what happened? Um, so it sort of came from the 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 demoralizing process of being an actor, uh, in a, in a sense. Like, uh, I was on this short film. And while I was working on this short film, when they cast me, they were auditioning me for a much larger role. And they said, sorry, you didn't get that role. We got a guy who's like a lot better for it. But you can play this like five line guy if you want. And, you know, you're an improv guy. We'll like flesh it out. We're going to make this like a much like bigger, more meatier role. And I was like, yeah, sure, totally. Like I'm not like doing anything. Uh, and um, so I took the job and that like whole like fleshing out the character thing like didn't happen. And, um, when I got to set, they were like setting up for my scene and I realized that they had put the primary light source in the scene, like right behind my head. Cause the other character in the scene is like more important and it's kind of like an edgier, moodier lighting, but I was just in complete shadow the whole time. So I'm like effectively like not in the movie mm-hmm. and I was just kind of, I was like, ah, that's the right creative decision, of course. But like, this sucks. Like, uh, I think it's like, it's, it's, it's a uniquely like, it's, it's crazy that they made it even worse to be an out of work actor. But you know, like now you self tape everything, like you don't even audition in person. And I was just sort of like, really not feeling it anymore. So I like looked around that set. And I started like talking to producers and stuff and started seeing if if I wrote something and I paid for it, like, would they get on board? And everybody kind of said yes. I think the, the energy in L.A. is everybody wants to make something. So mm-hmm. I asked the cinematography and the line producer. I was like, hey, I'm going to make a show. And you guys, if you want to work on it, like, that'd be amazing because I think you guys are great. And they were like, great. Yeah, let's do it. And so I went home and I was like, OK, well, now I have to write a web series. <laughs> like, I need to, like, make something now. And so, yeah, the, the idea of Rabbit was sort of born out of I need to write a show. <laughs> And what do I have access to? You know, there's a lot of stuff where it's, I have the idea first. And then I'm like, this is going to be like, this is going to be, and it's going to cost a hundred million dollars and nobody's ever going to make it. But for this, I was like, I have a very specific amount of money. um, And I know a bunch of out of work actors 
who, who would love to do a project. And so I was like, uh, it should be a show where a guy meets a new person every week. Like, that's the one thing that I really know. And I was like, but how do you make this relationship intimate? Like, and uh, me and my writing partner, uh, my friend Joseph, we've always talked about how crime is such an intimate thing. You know, like you're doing crime with someone, you're risking, like the risk you are taking together is the like the largest risk possible, you know? You're, you're, you're risking getting killed together. You're risking going to jail forever. Um, and so it's like like outside of like having a kid with someone, I think it's the most like intimate thing you can do is commit crimes. And so my and thought- And really the most intimate thing is committing crimes with someone who you have a child with. Right, yeah. Well, that's-, that's <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Um, yeah, so eventually I, I came up with the vibe of like, what if there was like a guy who you could hire to do anything? And like, if it was illegal, you could, you know, it didn't matter if it was embarrassing, it didn't matter. And so it was nice because it got this character rabbit in the door with all these weird, weird people. Um, so I wrote the show with my writing partner, Joseph, um, who, who, uh, I haven't written everything with him, but everything I write, he does read and does give notes on. Um, and I've, I've known him since I was 15. Um, we've been, we've been writing together for 10 years, um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's, um, and then it was weird how the show just happened to turn out really good. Um, I thought to myself like, oh, this is going to suck, but maybe someone will see it and be like, oh, if I gave him money, maybe it wouldn't suck. But the show just ended up like not sucking, which is like sick, best case scenario all around. <laughs> uh, and so, and so now you're looking, um, I don't know if you know, can discuss any details, but you're looking for a network to pick it up. Um, yeah. is that kind of like your primary focus in the film space right now is just kind of, uh, trying to get rabbit into kind of like a second season. Totally. Um, yeah, like, so the deal is rabbit has its management all squared away. It looks like, and, and they're going to see if they can take it to networks and, and we're all just sort of like waiting to see if that works out. Um, but the vibe, especially in the film industry is you, you plan for nothing to ever work out. You know, like the plan, the plan is to make movies with my three friends, like in my living room forever. And if something happens to work out, you know, if like a network picks it up and, and then I have a job and, and we're making a TV show, like that's best case scenario. Um, but, you know, I, I think like what everyone tells you to do is to plan for, you know, plan for plan for things to stay the same, uh, even if you're like desperately hoping that they won't. Um, so yeah, but, uh, if it doesn't get picked up by a network, then we're just going to make another season and we'll just keep doing that until someone's like, this has got to be on television. Cool. So you wouldn't, if, if a network didn't pick, uh, pick it up, you wouldn't, you wouldn't focus on a, or you wouldn't try and make a new series. You would like focus on a second season. I think so. Yeah. I, um, I think we just keep going with rabbit because, you know, uh, people already have like a pretty vested interest in him. You know, like, I think, like, that gives our audience time to build. Um, also, a lot of the audience has told me that they'll murder me if I don't make a season two. Because um, season one ended on kind of a maybe not so uh, not so optimistic note. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, people are kind of dying to see this character again. And so, yeah, time to time to get dust, dust off the old rabbit gloves and get him back in the game. Uh, since you've been 
since since you've kind of been like on the on the sidelines since uh, season one of Rabbit came out, um, has it felt like you've kind of had a weight off your shoulders, or are you just like prioritizing time with like other the six other jobs? I think the 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 neat thing about being me is that whenever I feel a weight leave my shoulders in any way, I'm like I gotta put some more weight on there right now. Um, just because I think like it's I think like the the reason for that is just that I just love making things like it's just like the it's the greatest joy of my life to just like it's like arts and crafts to like you know like make shit and bring it home and be like mom dad check this out and they're like oh okay neat um like I did that and I was like I'll do that forever uh and so yeah your parents I, don't seem very supportive <laughs> yeah yeah super supportive um it's funny because like my parents are such like they are not creatives themselves really like I guess like my mom has always had a really big interest in literature and my father's always had a great interest in like acting but they don't like they don't like make things very often you know they're they, they work in like business manufacturing but it's so interesting because since they do these things so often they have such like well thought out opinions like, like my dad is like, yeah, mm, the denouement in the third episode is it's, it's got a nice heft to it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> look at you theater school. Like that's, that's sensational. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing about rabbit being done, like the first season being done is I don't like wake up in the morning feeling like I'm going to die anymore because like with, with with season one specifically is like we weren't done with it when we started releasing it. So like I had to make sure every single week that we were like, like I'd have to like call a sound editor and be like, Hey, are you done yet? And he'd be like, I need another hour because I'm like recording a, a police light in my backyard. And I'd be like, okay, like please get it to me in an hour because I have to type subtitles because this has to go up at noon. And mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't have to do that anymore. You know, like my, like my book agent was like, okay, make these changes and we'll talk in two months. You know, like it's a little less minute to minute. Oh, a little less minute to minute. Do you, but do you like that? Do you kind of like appreciate, I know some people in space are very much like, love love that energy of like stuff to do. It makes, uh, it makes you feel alive. You know, like I really do. Like, I think like, I really do love like being in a trench you know, it like, uh, and you, you of course like need time to recuperate from that. Like that'll take a toll on you over time. Mm -hmm. But, um, I really do love being like, man, if I don't get this out, like that's it for me. Uh, it's, 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 it's quite an, uh, an, an adrenaline fueled interest on a lot of levels. For sure. It's kind of adrenaline. Um, cool. I have one last question for, for you. Here we go. Um, is which the, is, the I don't, hitter. I don't know if you have you ever seen those uh, like YouTube videos where they'll ask a celebrity, uh, you know, if you type in, you know, what does Chris Pratt, Pratt, and then blank and like oh, whatever Google yeah. autocomplete. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So my autocomplete for you is, what do you think is Kyle Prue? What is that autofill on Google? Oh, okay. So, oh, my, my, the question is, what do I think it is? What do you think it is? So is Kyle Prue, uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't it, want to give anything okay, away. Okay, it's definitely, I'm, I'm going to guess it's, is Kyle Prue straight? 
Is Kyle Proust straight? I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses, okay. actually. We'll see, if, we'll see if any of them pop up. So is Kyle Proust straight? Uh, is Kyle Proust... I'm thinking because like this has got to be TikTok people because that's the most mm-hmm. amount of people who would like know of me. So is Kyle Proust single? I think would be another one. That was also going to be one of my guests because I, I was also trying to think like what what would be the top ones for Kyle Proust. Uh, and then uh, is Kyle Proust? Mm, an author. Because I think oftentimes I talk about being an author and people on TikTok are like, that's not true, is it? <laughs> an author. Uh, all right, well, you know, <clears throat> let's call this manipulative, but actually nothing came up with Google. I was just oh, curious what you assumed people thought about you. That's dark, Lucas. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, I'm sorry, but I have to see. There's no autocomplete? Autocomplete for is Cal Prue. Yeah, does Kyle die in Charmed is the first thing that comes up. Um, There is one that's like, how old is Kyle Prue? I'm surprised there isn't like a, is Kyle Prue tall? Yeah, definitely. Like I did a lot of height stuff. So for a long time, people were uh, people were Googling my height. The other one was um, the, the top Google search for my name was Kyle Prue ex-girlfriend for a really long time. Because really? I, I made a TikTok talking about how someone I had dated had made a song about me and that someone else I knew was like learning to play that song and like didn't know it was about me. And then so like 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 tens of thousands of people were commenting being like, what is the song? Who is? And I was like, I will not send that many Spotify streams in that direction. Yeah, not a chance uh awesome well we're gonna we're gonna uh leave it there um kyle uh it was wonderful to chat with you is there anything else you want to share any tidbits of information uh this was the best interview of my life um all encompassing it it felt like it felt like a lifetime achievement award this is the end for me i i wanted you to get to the end and be like we covered we covered it all there's no more questions to be asked about kyle Prue. No, that's it. The reason when you type in is Kyle Prue and nothing comes up is because it's been covered in this <laughs> interview that hasn't come out yet. All the questions are answered. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you, Kyle. Um, and I hope all you listeners have a wonderful uh, morning, afternoon, or evening. Peace. Au revoir.